0: Ever, I can tell
1: you. <laughs> that, right? We're putting our hands on passes and balls and
2: receivers. Uh, they couldn't catch a cold if it was the middle of February. Well, I don't get
3: rain, <laughs> they the cold. Ain't hey, no good!
0: He missed <laughs> He missed it. it!
1: He missed
3: it! <laughs> Drop
0: it on my feet next time. Hey everybody, and welcome to the Soda City Sit Down. Tonight is not a big episode. Tonight it's not a great episode. Tonight, it is a nice episode because it is episode sixty nine. Mm. Yes, nice. nice, 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 We are all nice. fifth grade children. Yes, a podcast full of college graduates that are also children. So, who yes. have
2: children? Some of them.
3: Yes, which is even well, scarier. Some of them implies there's way. more than one. So, uh, <laughs> hey, I, have hey, I don't
2: to know you're, I'm not, I'm not y'all's keepers. Well, no, Austin has been in the
0: military for almost nine months now, right? So,
1: yeah. we're about sure. due.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
0: um. gotta get that namesake going. Extend the Ratliff line,
2: the lineage. Yeah, yeah. So if you, <laughs> if you, if you don't come back from the war,
1: that's right. <laughs> yes, carry on, it's dark. yes. It's dark like anyways and yeah
0: anyways anyways uh we've got most of the crew here tonight uh we don't have devin uh which we miss him we miss you Devin. do we yes we miss devin we miss devin if i had to p- pick between like you or devin not being right now <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get into that no need to speak facts you know what i'm not on. gonna get you a <laughs> birthday present this year you already said enough <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, uh, but yeah, um, but it actually is um, a, a big show today, a nice show. Uh, we've got uh, some spring game breakdown, we had a couple of us that were there, um, uh, uh, no, not Austin, sorry, Marino, Matt, wow. and myself were there, along with a former guest and friend of the show, Josh. Former uh, So we guest. had a couple guys there, yeah, he was like the first guest of the show. I think, I- you remember <laughs> that? Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah, that was that was one of our best episodes of it all was,
3: time. It was, yeah. So You uh, won't even yeah. listen to that episode. It's funny. <laughs> 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 but yeah, we, uh,
0: we had a group of us that went down to the game. Uh, we also had a big matchup against the number one team in the country in baseball. Uh, we also had a group of us go down to the game there, and Matt and Devin, uh, that was what, Thursday night's game?
4: Yeah, that was Thursday. Thursday, yeah, was a man. Huge, that's so freaking long ago. weekend.
0: It's like so weird that you know it was just a two day series on on Thursday and Friday, basically because of the rainout on Saturday. Uh, so it just seems like that series was two weeks ago at this point. Like, damn when you th- when
4: you think about that, that series lasted like twenty seven hours total. It wasn't it even was that. so fast.
0: <laughs> yeah, and yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> um so yeah i i guess do we just kind of want to do we have any hypotheticals tonight matt or are we just going to jump right into it
4: um uh hypothetically if we had a spring game this weekend what would everyone's uh, most impressive player from the game be it's not a hypothetical it's real life i was saying yeah. <laughs> so Man, this is a spring us. game recap uh yeah I yeah mean,
0: yeah this this is my
4: way of saying no i do not it's definitely white
0: I think hands down.
4: Yeah, I mean, Saquon J. Wright was pretty pretty awesome. I mean, I think our three of our top four running backs were out in this game, and mm-hmm. so he he he'd had a lot of hype around him. Like I know last year he he struggled a little bit with ball security, but he got a lot better as it went on. <laughs> I, I thought he was pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, I mean, in, if you have concerns with the ball security, he had that one play that it was kind of a blown at play that what the ball like went off of like the back of somebody right into his hands, and he took it for 19 yards. So. Uh, that's some good concentration when to keep a hold of things and i uh, i mean he he, he sliced and diced up the defense a little bit on saturday so don't know if that's anything to be concerned with with the rush defense coming off of how things performed last year but
2: hmm.
0: maybe a little bit of both
2: <laughs> i uh, i enjoyed oh. i enjoyed how Dak did or uh sorry not Dak i enjoyed how joiner did and uh i enjoyed well, that, how Joyner. jenkins did right, as well right. <laughs> um i I, jenkins i didn't know much about going into the game i don't what year is he again i think i asked right i don't
4: i mean i i know he's a yeah i I don't we didn't actually confirm that or not i know that he was a transfer of some some sort what what year ej jenkins will be like how many years he'll have to play for us Uh, he's
3: a redshirt senior so this is his only year
2: Dang. So, but I mean, he he looked pretty good. He was in a lot of plays, uh, and and Joyner. I mean, I saw him last year, but he he looked like he was uh, much more developed in uh, his his receiving game this year. And uh, he he got a ton of like uh, spring spring awards for I guess the spring training that happened over this. He got pretty much every award yeah. he was eligible for. <laughs> Dude ran out of hands. Yeah, he had two
4: trophies, really. and then he won a third one. He was like, "Can somebody hold one of these? I'm just racking up all of these trophies." Basically, basically
0: like Taylor uh, Swift had a Grammy uh, award.
2: Yeah, that's exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah,
3: hey, my but, uh, MVP but... was going to be Jason Brown because, uh, I mean, although he didn't play that much, he impressed me with how poised he looked, and you know, his connection to to Jenkins was. Uh, was looking pretty good uh i think he'll be a solid backup for us and you know if push comes to shove if he has to come in and play some meaningful snaps for us i i wouldn't feel terrible about it
2: yeah so i I heard that that, like early on when spring practice started i think before spring training started that um there was a lot of good things
4: (sighs) oh my god (laughs) it doesn't matter
2: There was a lot of people talking about, you know, some hype around him. And uh, I think I think I mentioned that to you all. And uh, he, like, I don't know. You, I think, Matt, you said that he might have been sick. There was, like, a rumor of that. Um, but he didn't look very good when he started spring practice. And then, I don't know. He looked he looked pretty decent there. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's different than being on the field in a real game. But, yeah, I agree. Yeah, my,
4: read, my read from his playing time was, was that he is definitely the second most talented, at least, the second most talented uh, quarterback. It's right so obviously. Now. That's also not saying no. too I don't know much. about and,
3: talent necessarily, but I think uh, in terms of I guess game ready yeah, yeah. Because but, I think but, that uh, Colton. I, I don't know how you say his last name. Gothier. Gothier. Yeah, Gothier. He. Uh, I think he actually could be pretty good. I just think he's, you know, so raw because he's an early oh, yeah. enrollee, eighteen-year-old. So, yeah. But did he, he skip his the, last year in high school? The, yeah, I was like, they give him the Jake Bentley treatment. I can't on wait the, to hear about for that. the announcements.
1: He should be at his <laughs> prom right now.
3: No, they uh, they they actually word for word said that on the broadcast. Well, they didn't really oh, did he graduate from really? high
1: school early? If they didn't say he graduated from high school early, <laughs> yes, they, they
3: word for word when he came in as the second stringer, he was like. Well, he should be in uh, in prom this week. Oh my god! Oh my god! We're a
2: broken record. We could do a better job than they could.
3: It's anybody that's uh, it's early so narrative. Uh,
0: which is the same becoming narrative. more and more popular. So it's not even like it's a big deal, football. you know? Yeah. Oh man, these announcers—they're right. getting worse and worse.
4: So uh, let me think about let me think about mine. Uh, you know, I think everyone hit on on good ones. I thought Dak looked good as a receiver. Zquandre White clearly kind of stole the show, and um, for me, I I actually I'll I'll kind of group it all together. I thought the secondary played better than I was. Oh, that I got, I got one, I got one. I thought the secondary did play pretty well, but the guy I'm now coming away from this game really excited to see is Debo Williams. I thought he was all over the field. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was all over. I I thought, I thought he was. I thought he was. He looked really good. He was making some big hits, even in in like a spring game setting. You know, I I know we're pretty thin at that position right now. I I think Beamer said what twenty five percent of the team or something was out. You were missing like multiple starters from what what position does Debo officially
3: play?
0: He's a linebacker. An outside linebacker on Saturday? Just everywhere. He was was, yeah, he was was inside. We need a
1: linebacker like that though that can play all over the field. I think we've been kind of missing for a while.
0: Yeah, I mean what Sky I'm excited to see.
1: Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, if he
4: can be if he can be yeah. anything like that, I mean, we're going to be having a, a void left from uh, Ernest Jones, who will be hopefully be drafted this weekend. And I'm, I'm really excited to see what Debo can do. Uh, he took a picture with the other Debo who was there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought that was iconic. We, uh, Debo's done pretty well at this school, so... Uh, I think it just needs to be a thing. Something really about a guy named Debo being all will over the just, field. Like, we just have to, s-
0: to search through every like, Rivals account... Everybody in the transfer portal, and like it needs to be like a state law that there needs to be a Debo. South
2: South Carolina Carolina is DBU, Debo Debo University.
1: Debo, you, oh my god, yes, all the Um,
2: Debos come to South Carolina.
0: Also, while we're talking about like impressive players and standouts, I want to be like the 10,000th person to tell you this, but Jenkins is freaking massive, absolute just. I mean, it's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah, it was like yeah. I remember getting there, and we were like, "Oh, where's Jenkins? Won't be hard to find," and he was not. Like <laughs> he he stood mm-hmm. out. Hard mm-hmm. And like I mean,
3: what he was what like three four inches taller than like everybody else around him. I thought it was really interesting. They tried to throw a fade to him on Cam Smith, and Cam Smith I thought covered him really well, and they threw that flag. Oh uh, yeah, I remember that. Did yeah, did not yeah. agree with that call at all. Ne- neither did the announcers. Um, but so that made me feel better about Cam Smith being able to cover someone so much bigger than him, but also the play after for EJ Jenkins, uh, that, that made me feel better about him too.
2: Yeah. And for, for me, another, one other one that I was really just happy to see, um, which is like a no brainer, but, uh, seeing Shane Beamer, like on the field directly with the guys, which, I mean, that's not out of character for a coach, but I mean, it's no. the first time I've seen him really be a head coach in, in you know a live performance, not just like on a thirty second clip. And it was really personal with the players. I think uh, I saw Brown; he hit that uh, touchdown reception, and I saw a clip on on Twitter. It like Beamer was trying to give him a high five or something. and He left him hanging, but like, like it seems like you know he, yeah. he, he's he's big into the guys there. I'm sure the guys must love having him, and you know he seems like a player's coach. But and and with I all mean, the upsides, even the head
4: coach hanging. I mean that that
0: would make sense to why he didn't play that much on Saturday. Yeah,
3: <laughs> can't be
0: doing that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Hold your grudges, and yeah, like you said, I mean it's the first time anybody like any exactly. regular fan saw beamer on the sideline or well he was all over the field really during the game but it was like the first time we saw him in the flesh as the head coach of south carolina it was kind of his unofficial debut Uh, i guess his official debut will technically be the game against eastern illinois coming up in september but yeah i mean it was just kind of like like you said we've seen video after video after video and we've listened to every press conference and we've held on to every word that he's really said since he's taken over the job here and like there was like it was kind of like like a mythical creature, you know. Like it was like that's actually him. Like we we have it. he's <laughs> our guy. So um, I mean, it's not the same as like you know the mythical creature of you know spring games past where we have he's our unicorn you know, Lou Holtz or Steve Spurrier who are national championship winning quarterbacks. Not wow, well, 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 coaches, t- coaches.
2: Spurrier, yeah,
0: yeah. Was Spurrier won a championship? Or I thought he just won. The I, I don't think he, I don't think
3: he won a national championship. Oh yeah, he won uh, the Heisman player. Yeah, no. And Lou Holtz,
0: uh, probably I don't know. I had to go back, way back in the in the book on that one. Wow, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, um, my bad. Uh, to these national championship winning head coaches, uh, but you know, I mean, those guys were national championship winning head coaches at other schools. You know, who's to say that you know Shane Beamer's not our guy to do that for himself. Uh, here at South Carolina so yeah it was it was really cool seeing him I I love the video that they put out after the game um, of him getting ready to go on the field during 2001 and you can kind of see like this was his first 2001 as a head coach and you can kind of see there's a little bit of emotion there Um, and then the video that came out after the game of him singing the alma mater um, which I think it's it's big like it's it's one thing you know just to stand there and, and show face and you know raise a hand like anybody else like that's easy but to be here and and know the lyrics and you know i mean he's not an alumni like it's not his responsibility to know the lyrics but he's got them down and you know he's he's like he's completely invested in the school which i think is going to in turn make recruits become completely invested in the school and really go a long way
1: yeah, I agree. That video was really touching. Yeah, like just the emotion on his face—it was all over. Like you could really see like how much it meant to him just to be in that position to lead those guys out there. Um, Two thousand one in general, but just the team knowing that he's the head football coach. Like I think oh, there's yeah. a lot of things in that one moment that kind of accumulated, and it just showed in his face. Yeah, and
0: that, I mean um, every head every head coach that. probably has that moment, but it's just it's just good to see it He Like I don't remember like mu- well, champ you know—it wasn't his first time as like the head coach at South Carolina um, as is well-documented, but, um, I mean, it's just still a cool moment. Yeah. I
4: kind of, one thing I I took away from the game. So with any spring game, there's the cliche saying that, that no matter what, you can't really be happy with the performance on a field, because if you're scoring a lot, then your defense sucks. If you're not scoring, then your offense sucks, but you're on the same way, like, one side's doing well, the other side's doing bad. It's hard to see. Uh, I I was glad we didn't have too many of what looked like just unforced errors. I I remember uh, a a couple like false starts, a couple penalties. Like you you never really want penalties, um, but for the most part, it was a clean game. Nobody got injured. Um, I will say one one thing that annoyed me a little bit about this game was was people that didn't understand it was a spring game and that. Guys like Zaquandre White taking all the snaps at, at running back. Like Nobody came away from that game thinking Zaquandre White was going to be the day one starter at running back, right? Like, we thought we were impressed by him.
0: Yeah, because we know. I mean, like, we, we, we saw Kevin Harris last year. Like, I mean, if you're exactly. not aware, we know Kevin we have Marshawn, too.
2: Beamer's starting what? Beamer must be the worst coach get him out of the <laughs> if, if anybody
0: if anybody in that stadium was there and like wasn't aware of who Kevin Harris was and like they can just leave yeah so
4: so obviously I, th- I feel like most people were on on the same page with that we were happy with how white played but we wouldn't yeah. necessarily stick him at the starter that's where I, I kind of I wish people had that same thought with <laughs> with Jason Brown I, I saw so many tweets that mm-hmm. Jason Brown absolutely ah, 100% percent yeah. needs to be the starting quarterback in the fall. Or, like, this this administration's failed. It's like, guys, it was a spring game. And, and exactly. I, I thought Brown did Against well. the first-round defense. Right. And And True. really only throwing to the guy that he's played with for years. So, much only I mean, EA. I don't want to take away from his performance. I thought he looked very good and a lot better better than Gauthier in that game. I think he should definitely be a top-two quarterback. And if he's in a competition with Doty and, and he may even start somehow, sure. But... At this point, I, I don't see a reason why there really needs to be this clamoring about people being angry if if the transfer quarterback isn't a day one starter. I mean that happened last year, and I don't think it went too well. Okay. I'm not saying that that those those quarterbacks are even remotely comparable, but yeah. I think I think Beamer coming out and saying like, hey, Doty is our quarterback. He's he he won the spring like he was the best guy in the spring, so. I thought that was. I feel like most coaches wouldn't would not have come out and said that. There, I was actually pretty, yeah. pretty and, happy. Yeah, and you know, that. like
0: I, I, mean, I, I definitely think like like we've all said, Brown had a really good showing in the limited snaps that he did get, um, even if it was all just primarily to one guy. But I mean, that's all our quarterbacks were last year was primarily to one guy. But, uh, um, but. I can also see like where there was like concern like when it's just the sample size that we got because I wasn't over like I wasn't overly impressed with Doty at all. Um, I, I know he was 5 for 7 for what like 50 something yards was that what it was or I don't know. It, 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 I mean he, he was he was efficient. I mean he, his completion percentage was fine. Um, and he, I mean he has some yards. He didn't have any touchdowns. But uh, it was just like it, it wasn't anything to do with like him missing thro- or missing throws. It was him like missing receivers. I mean, there was that one where like Brooks Jenkins, right No, it was Jenkins, I thought that was wide open, just kind of in the middle of the field, basically. Um, like it was a gimme touchdown and he didn't see it until it was too late. He had someone in his face. He you know just kind of put up a prayer. And then uh, and Roderick just basically committed a P.I. just to not get absolutely dunked on, pretty much. Um, so it's things like that that concern me more than, like, missing on some throws. So hopefully that cleans up a little bit. Um, you know, I, it could be a plethora of things. It might have just been, you know, maybe – maybe I mean, we haven't seen the other practices. You know, there's, what, 14, 15 other practices that we haven't seen. And so it could have been where he, he might not have missed a single receiver, you know, all spring and you know that was just the one time so i mean we'll see um that's not enough to really say if it's a if it's a trend or not so
3: i mean there was a there was a little concern with Doty. i mean especially coming out of last year and he didn't look amazing but there were a lot of things that didn't look very good last year yeah so it's kind of hard to blame him especially being a true freshman last year yeah and you know really this year i think that i didn't see like that much development from this game or from him in the spring game, but I really don't think they they really cut him loose. I think he was pretty no, limited on what they they, cut him loose they let him do. Yeah, and I I think you can read into it a little bit, but I think we really are just gonna have to wait till week one to get a true ruling on Doty. And with the confidence that the staff Honestly, has in him, I I trust them as of right now because I have no reason not to.
2: And I'm not gonna be too disappointed. But in like or negative because it is a spring game, but like for me, like I, it would have been nice to see just in general from all the quarterbacks to be able to throw more and to kind of I would air have it out liked to see
0: more. one connection on a deep ball. I know you don't want to open up the playbook in a spring game, but if you just had one guy slip out downfield and well, I'm and pretty sure Jalen get...
2: Brooks did that and he like got overthrown, which was like typical like said, for... I'd
0: like to see one connection. Yeah. That, that'd have yeah. been the thing. That'd have been the thing. Um, I know they did a couple things, like they had like the Hail Mary, uh, like the last play of like the uh, like the official scrimmage portion before halftime. But that was with like the second team, so like I would have liked to see Doty drop back and like connect on a on like a on a deep ball. And I know Clayton, you said you wouldn't judge really until week one, but I'd say like week two because that's when they're really going to open up Doty because they're not they're, like it's still going to be pretty held back that week one. Hopefully against Eastern Illinois because you should be able to beat them with like your B playbook
3: you know and I mean I disagree I think that since Doty is a young inexperienced quarterback you need to let him open it up a little bit more and yeah. get him some confidence because, a bit. but when you've got your arch uh, rival
0: on first SEC game the next week you might, might I mean in
3: my opinion that I, I just don't I don't agree with that strategy in this case because I just think that New coach. You, you need, it's a new coach. I mean, this it's is a, a whole new, new coaching staff. New this system. is a relatively new quarterback, a completely new system. You need to just let Doty get confidence and comfortable in the offense. Don't put any extra uh, constraints exactly. on him.
2: Yeah.
4: Speaking of which, you know, I think that the, when you mentioned a whole new system and everything under Beamer and uh, the offensive coordinator coach, Satterfield. Uh, one thing that I think Devin wanted to mention tonight and I, I saw as well is – the a the use of the tight ends and the number of tight ends on the field, but that kind of came with all the different sets we had, and I know it was just a, a half of a spring game, but there were a lot of different sets that we ran through. Uh, True. You know, we we we're definitely a, probably going to be a run first team this year, like Absolutely. we were similar to last year. And and all of the different sets all aided in us in us having like a lot of holes to, to run through. And I, I think our D line's pretty good too. One one guy we didn't mention that I thought looked really good I'm was King okay and Barre. He had a couple really good sacks. Very good. Um, yeah. watch watching the replays. They were they were really good plays. Like I I don't know what you're supposed to do as an offensive lineman <laughs> in that in that case. Like it, they looked really good. I think we could be pretty good in the trenches this year. I, I have some caution, cautious optimism about that, but um, well, we were definitely, so excited last definitely year
0: excited. And We're so let down, so it's it's understandable.
4: Yeah. Well, I'll say our offensive line. I feel like they they did enough last year, at least through from the run game. The D line definitely uh, disappointed last year, yeah. but regardless, I think it's massively talented, and, and we we've, oh, we've seen that sure. here and there.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I run run first offense. Definitely agree with. I mean, we ran the ball a lot for a reason. Uh, I don't know, like. I, think, I still think Zaquandre White was able to find a lot of good holes and the kind of lineups were good. There's a lot of like running up the middle. And I'm curious, depending on like teams that have really good um, D lines, uh, how successful that's going to be running up the middle, running up the gun so many times. And uh, I I don't know. Like, I just, I'm wary of teams that run, run that much. Um, but I think, I mean, there are plenty yeah. of teams who do it successfully. And it's, uh, I'm
4: thinking, like, uh, what, what you're saying there. I'm thinking, like, Georgia. Like, Georgia's always got that nose tackle that blows those plays true. up. Okay. So,
2: yeah. And the good thing is because we have so many running backs that we can plug yes. and play, like, you don't exactly. get guys who are tired. Or even there the linebackers. Like, a bunch of different types of running backs we have on the team. The so, you just, like, swap guys all the time. Because I, I, I remember, like, Georgia had a tandem. Think of, like, girly. George- it, was it was either, either, always has a tandem. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you Chubb or Gurley, or, or, you know, so it was like, yeah. you have guys like that and you, you do really well. So glad, like Zaquandre Wright, looked really Michelle. good. When Harris is back, and of course, when Lloyd's back, it's going to be insane.
1: Yeah, that rotating tandem might not be a bad thing. And then, you know, if they're you got those fresh legs in there, they might be able to bust some holes. Could like be it. a
3: trio, not just a tandem. Like, yeah, sure. that's, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm trio. Yeah,
1: right, right. thinking.
0: Um, yeah, definitely. White White looked really good.
3: Who
4: caught the celebrity touchdown? Did anyone guess it? I, I know we made our no, predictions last week. The no. Ghost. No one said no one. Yeah. We could have that <laughs> was, was me. Yeah, I think so uh, I think
0: the weather delay kind of might have messed that up a little bit. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to I'm not going to bash anything on a on a rain delayed spring game, so I
4: mean, they could have just let us know. We could have, we could have could gone have, to yeah. the
0: corner of the end zone and fought over
4: you the know, ball. They
1: did, I was about to say, they did call me an offer, but I had to decline and it. And the celebrity touchdown this week is the Soda City Sit-Down. <sighs>
2: no one
3: claps (laughs) well we'll let you catch the celebrity touchdown but Debo williams is going to come truck you as you catch it (laughs) do you take it do you take it you got to do it for the content that i would do it it. Uh, you might you might get a little concussion you know but do i
4: get pads
1: I've got good health no. insurance. No. did celebrities
3: team. get
4: pads? No, dude. What? What's a couple? What's a couple broken ribs? Yeah, for but a the other celebrities clip? don't exactly. have to get.
2: Division <laughs> one football. You, you play. get to wear the cocky suit for padding, and that's it. <laughs> Deal.
4: We're not. We're not there yet, Tyler. We We haven't played four years of elite college football. To we don't get pads. We get Debo Williams.
1: I was into the. I was going to do the flyover for the game too. You know, I was going to do my little grand entrance. <laughs>
0: With, like, a Soda City, like, banner hanging off the back?
2: (laughs) Oh, man. I'm surprised. I've seen from other teams they had the padded helmets. So I'm surprised we didn't have that. Do we usually do, like, just the white only helmets for a spring game? I don't know. I mean, there's
0: no reason for the equipment crew Is that a new thing under Beamer? I don't know. Uh, Like, all white helmets? I didn't even realize. Yeah. Uh, I think it was just there's a lot of work that goes into, like, getting the helmets ready. And so they just didn't feel like doing that. I was just curious game. if
2: we'd done it in the past or not, but that's, yeah, it's fine. Maybe. Speaking
1: of colors, Probably. what did y'all think of those well, end zones? I loved it. I thought the end zones were cool as hell. It was nice. I didn't notice. Yeah. What were they? They were red and black. Uh, was one was garnet and one, was, uh, was, one garnet was, black. And was black.
2: Oh, really? Huh.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think overall just, it, it was the best part about the game had nothing really to do with the game itself and was more just the atmosphere around it. Like, you e- even though we were only looking at, I think, around 15,000 max fans there, it was just so nice to be in the stadium. God, I think we'd all agree with that. And that's the we first game with alcohol, time.
2: too. Did it? Yes. Oh, yeah. We had. A, I
1: had true. my
0: first beer at williams Stadium.
2: That's you had your first beer? Congratulations.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Inside at wow. williams Stadium.
1: You guys had quite the variety there. It was. It was interesting.
0: Hey, we did. We look like we a didn't plan it. Lad. I can tell which one was
3: Josh. I, I, that's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but, but I, I think that basically we're all just super excited about football and just the the energy that Shane Beamer is bringing to the program. Super exciting. And we're all going to be really looking forward to any news that we can grab onto until the the first game of the season. But I think we should we should move on to baseball against number well, one I, I Arkansas. I do just want to make one last comment, just kind of piggybacking off of <laughs> piggy
0: the uh, the spring game. But well, well, kind of what Matt said about the atmosphere. Like he said, there was only fifteen thousand people. But this is going to kind of sound bad at the beginning. But like my favorite part of the whole game was when it was over and like we were like we everyone was falling out of the stadium because like when you're in the stadium like you can tell like it's fifteen thousand people in an eighty thousand plus stadium um actually not anymore and like there was still like i mean there was a buzz i mean it was just kind of like it was like the good old days when you're walking out of williams bryce like after a win you know everyone's in there everyone's happy everyone's excited some people are going like getting the game caught chant going there's claps there's woots all that kind of stuff like it was just really great like it was like it was like a healthy atmosphere like it just i mean it's been a while since i've been in the place but just to be back and all that i'm just really excited to officially get the beamer air started with like real games that count all right and now
3: we'll go on to baseball actually one more now and so we played number one arkansas it was at home we unfortunately took the series loss we uh we got sandwich where we won in the middle and they won the, the first and last games uh, it was a pretty interesting series, but Arkansas just turned out to be a, a damn good team. And uh, the, the two losses that we had, we really could not hit. We only had two hits in both of those games. But, you know, they came alive in that middle game, scored six runs. I, I don't know. There's, It's always, like, weird playing a number one team, I think, because I don't think you can really ever have an expectation to win against... A number one team unless you're like a top five team i think it's kind of unrealistic to expect that and so i think we probably got about what i expected from the series i i think we i expected a little bit better from from the from the bats in the first and last game but Mm -hmm. overall i don't think it was too good or too bad yeah I think my biggest takeaway is, like, with every sport, especially, like, on the collegiate
0: level, you've got, like, a Tier 1A and a Tier 1B. Uh, I mean, I think our team is really good this year, but I think we're definitely in that Tier 1B. And Arkansas is, without a doubt, like, in the Tier 1A. And you see it in football, you know, like, there's really good teams in football, and then there's, like, your Alabama, Clemson, LSU, the year before last, all that kind of stuff. Like, those type of teams, if you catch what I'm saying. Like, I mean, it's just, like, there's a big difference. Um, Even though they might be, like, one or two spots removed in the rankings, um, even though you know we're nine or ten spots removed from Arkansas this week. Um, yeah. But the biggest thing, even with that being said, like we could have we could have easily won the the Thursday night game. I mean, there were, the sixth inning. The sixth inning, we were we were like one or two things going right away from really just taking the lead and honing in on the momentum. But you know, it was when. There was a guy on first and second with no outs, and then there was the pop-up bunt and the double play, and the momentum like immediately switched back to Arkansas, and they took advantage of it and had the two-run shot or whatever it was, um, and it, it kind of broke open a, a tie game late. Um, and so even with that being said, like I said, it was a big difference. You could tell in actual, like I guess, eliteness of the teams, but we were right there. I mean, it, we're not that far off, but we still got a ways to go.
4: Yeah, I think you you hit it pretty much on the head there. Thursday night was was they, all three games were actually pretty similar, not even just by scoreline, but kind of flow of the game. Yeah, Arkansas had like a, a one run lead and and we had a really good chance to kind of take it, and and when when Arkansas then took that momentum, their their pitching staff not super good. I thought they were pretty impressive this weekend, but the one guy they had cops their closer has got to be one of the better pitchers in the SEC. I mean, I don't I don't I don't think this is true, but it, I swear it felt like he struck every single batter he saw out the entire weekend in a matter of innings. He pitched 5 and innings he, and
3: had zero hits given up, so.
4: Yeah, so between and that was game 1 and game 3 to close both out and and Saturday was the point where we were, we kind of took the lead at that halfway mark where which we didn't do in the other two games. And it was interesting because then we were able to bring our, our better bullpen guys in and, and shut that game down. So that that's kind of an interesting thing to look forward. Uh we, we've got more difficult series coming up, but kind of taking those that momentum, like that that Friday game game one of Friday, game two of the series when we had our chance and we took it we were able to close that game down like things like that are how you how you win a series against the number one team in the nation yeah um but but it certainly nothing to be uh disappointed by i I think arkansas is extremely good um it would have been nice to to hit them a little bit better uh, considering their pitching staff isn't necessarily their strength but that has kind of been our issue most of the years just the, the bats haven't have either been all there or all not there and um, Saturday they looked good, and the other two games they didn't, and that was the difference. I was pretty impressed by our pitching throughout the series, and I think if we're going to make a deep run uh, come the postseason, our, our pitching is certainly our strength, so uh, it's gonna, we're going to have to figure out a way to get those bats going if we're going to play against, well against That's these upper-tier upper teams. back team.
0: out from a couple years back. I mean, that really made a difference. I don't know why we haven't done it yet. I don't know why we haven't done it yet. I mean, what, second-worst batting average in the SEC or – or is it? Or it's eleventh in the SEC. I don't know. It's something that's not good. But you know, you got to fix something. Yeah,
4: specifically in SEC play. It's it's not very good. Something like two twenty five. It's not gonna. I mean, we we played a hell of a schedule though. I mean, there's there's something yeah. Oh, yeah. to say about. Oh, no, it doesn't it's really get well, much well,
3: easier. Yeah. But you want to do MVPs and LVPs real quick? Just uh, yeah, you cool. want you want to start, Matt? Yeah, sure. um I, I'm going to looking through the
4: whole, the whole team here. I don't know if anybody was super consistent hitting the ball. Um, So I don't think I can get it, give it to anyone for the bats. Um, I'll probably have to go with, uh, with Jordan. Um, I thought he was probably our, our best starter this, this weekend. Um, And then really everyone that pitched on Saturday, just the flow of the game, the way we were able to take it down. Uh, between, I, th- I think that was what Jordan Peters and Carey yep. between the three of them looked really solid. Um, that's how you win games. Three pitchers, your starter gets you some solid innings against a good team. Your middle reliever comes in and, and holds them up, and your closer closes it down. Uh, if we could follow that model every game, I, I, it's obviously not going to happen every game like that. But that's how you're you're going to be a competitive team. I look back to the teams from 2010, 2011. Those teams had a really good starter. The middle reliever would come in and hold him off. And Matt Price was the most legendary damn closer. That's true. And if you can and replicate Michael that, anyway, that's legendary how you were. damn starter. <laughs> yeah, it's it. It it's tough to come tough to come by those guys. But uh, I'm 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 pretty happy with how the pitching was overall this weekend. Especially, I mean, really, all the pitchers. It, it's hard to, to name anyone that that consistently played that um, did poorly considering Arkansas's bats are. Pretty
0: damn good. Yeah, and and a lot of when things got out of hand, it uh, we gave up a couple shot like home runs, but I think like was the worst home run just a two run shot. I think there's a couple solo yeah. shots, um, but a lot of it. That, and we'll get in this probably a bit more when we get to LVP. But uh, uh, most of like where things got out of hand, it was the defense behind the pitchers and not necessarily the the pitcher themselves.
3: Well, tell us your MVP and LVP, Tyler.
0: Uh, so my MVP, I'm kind of going to go. Right along with it, uh, I think the pitchers, uh, the starting pitchers especially for the most part, uh, were pretty solid, and I think they matched up well with pitchers on the number one team in the country, even though that's not necessarily that team's, like, mega strength. Um, obviously, if you're number one team in the country in um, college baseball, your pitchers are still going to be pretty damn good. Um, and, you know, I also I also thought that the coaching was, was pretty good. Um, I, I thought that we uh, – I think the coaches kind of, like, stuck to their game plan a lot, um, especially like that first game when, like, Arkansas was, like – they had a short leash with their pitching staff, at least on Thursday night. Um, and I think we stuck to the game plan, and, and I think, you know, they they try to put things in the position to, you know, get, get the win and, and play smart and play aggressive. And, you know, like I said, you know, what, the sixth inning on Thursday night, you know, the players just didn't execute. But, I mean – you can kind of put that back on coaches, I guess, because they don't have guys that can bunt or, but, you know, I, I thought I, I was I thought it was pretty good, especially, you know, in the situation. I thought they did their best to give us in the position to win. It's uh, just the guys didn't necessarily execute. Um, I don't know if I said an LVP, so I'll just make this short and sweet
4: uh bunting of any kind <laughs> it was fucking awful oh yeah
0: i didn't think anybody i i thought we were going to come back around with the lbps um no i was asking for both of them so gotcha yeah i mean LVP is obviously just hitting in general i understand it's the moon team but like i also said a couple minutes ago pitching wasn't this, it wasn't like vandy like vandy it's friday and saturday night guys are top class and not that you know arkansas's pitchers pitch poorly but I, I think a lot of that was more us than anything else. So it, it's just you, you got to, got to, got to get the bat on the ball.
3: My MVP is in the same vein as what Matthew was talking about. It's going to be Andrew Peters. He, you know, came and played lights out on Saturday. Or, well, I guess it would normally be Saturday, but it was Friday. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he just, he's been impressing all year. And I, I think he had a good weekend. And then my LVP is going to be two people. It's everybody that plays third base because we cannot figure (laughs) out who the hell is going to play third base. And there's literally one highlight from the entire weekend from anybody that played third base. And that was when uh, Robinson came in to pinch it for Heinrich in the, I guess it was the ninth or the eighth uh, and had one clutch hit, but that was the only hit from anybody that played third base this weekend. So there was no defense from
4: that
0: position. Yeah, I I don't like putting you know I don't know I don't I don't like putting uh, offense on the position guys. I don't know. I mean I know there's some positions that like statistically maybe hit better than others sometimes. And not talking like pitchers obviously, but like I don't know. But if you're gonna talk about I guess like position player, like is you gotta just talk defense specifically, and it was pretty abysmal at times.
4: I think what he was trying to say is that th- everyone who played that third base position not only did they not hit the ball well, they also didn't play defense. Yeah, so. that's true. Yeah. yeah really it's well, just I'm, all I'm saying that <laughs> but nobody the third, hit the ball well. <laughs>
3: the third basemen were 1 for 12 and didn't play good defense. And that and was I can almost guarantee two they were more, more errors yeah. like more errors than hits. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's not great. Which what which night was it that they just threw the ball into the outfield while trying to turn a double play? Was that Thursday night, or was there that? Were only, there were only two nights. Uh, okay. I'm Not sure. <laughs> I think it was Thursday night because that was the one that I watched more intently. Yeah, of the night yeah, I, I actually
4: recall. I do recall that led to a uh, giving up a run.
2: Yes. Right. My LVP is just Fridays, oh. Fridays. because every fr- it's, it's or since game ones, game ones, because we game ones, on yes, this week. because technically we played on Thursday. Yes. Uh Farz starts or since the end of our uh win streak. He's now one in 6. So he, whatever whatever is going on, whatever curse we've got or I'm not going to say I'm not going to say it's true, but if we're if we're having some late night drinks the night before our game one start, let's uh let's cool it off a little bit and let Far have a win. How about that?
3: He's played so <laughs> well too.
2: I know.
0: Do we have anything else we really want to like point out or what do we think?
3: Well, I guess so we after the loss we dropped two spots so now we're number thirteen. We uh, are currently playing against the Citadel. Uh, we are up big in that game, so that that should be a dub. And then this weekend at number nineteen, Ole Miss. Uh, Tyler had this claim that this is a must-win series. It's a
0: must-win series, you, you but I think on the momentum. road
3: against a top twenty team in the SEC, like. <laughs> I don't, I like, no, it's a must not get swept no, for sure. Okay. But number like, number uh, one,
0: number one, every series oh, is go. a must win
3: series. Uh, well, if that's your, oh, attitude, boy, we're so. but, but
0: this was specifically, I, I think this team just needs to be able to win a big road series because we haven't done that yet. I mean, we, we've won on the road. We won in Baton Rouge, which is traditionally a big win, but it's not like this year's LSU team is like a world beater by any means. And you know, we won on the road in Georgia, but,
3: here, how this might help your argument Tyler the only three series we've lost the entire year are against number 1 number 2 and number 3 so
4: that that is true that's a that's a good that's a good we've, fact the that's only three, three series we've series. lost the entire oh, year yeah, that's true as
3: against number 1 uh Arkansas number 2 Vandy and number 3 Texas okay well that's a very good I plan. also
4: I I also think it, it it's important that that we we recognize that Ole Miss while ranked 19 I don't know exactly what they were ranked, but for the they're vast a slide, majority yeah. of the season, they were ranked in the top five. Yes. So it, it, there is a reason for that. They are a good team. But they're now number I think, 20, L- so you got to think. They're, yeah.
0: they're, they're slumping a little bit.
4: That's true, but and I, I'm pretty sure LSU, LSU beat them this past weekend. So, yeah. you know, and, use and, the transitive and, property all you want. Clayton, I, I, mean, I
0: completely understand what you're saying. Uh, and and you you are right you know if you can go on and at least win one one game I'm just thinking of momentum for the rest of the series if you can go get a nice top twenty win road series win on the road and what's going to be an absolute rowdy rowdy atmosphere because Ole Miss is just oh, yeah. they let everybody in so I'm just thinking momentum wise you've got the the back as tough of our as the first half of our SEC schedule was. I think it's pretty clear cut that the back half is even even tougher, and so you, I just want to keep the momentum going. If if we drop the first two series, who knows what happens? You know, we've seen we've seen in the past, especially like uh, the end of the Holbrook era, uh, we've seen some SEC losing streaks uh, just never end. And so I don't want to I don't want to see this season that's been promising and and it seems like we're going towards you know the the crest of the hill again. I don't want to lose all that. Because, you know, we only need to win one of two on the road in the SEC.
4: Yeah, so this weekend at number 19 Ole Miss, uh don't forget, followed by Mississippi State, a top 10 team at home the week after, uh before ending out with a not great Kentucky team and then against a, a pretty decent kind of out-of-nowhere Tennessee team. So that's what's we, what we have left, uh, four, four more SEC series still before the postseason. Yes. I believe so. They are. I mean, they've Tennessee. Been, they've been looking no huh. good. They're, they're ahead of us in the uh, SEC. <laughs> You're the only
0: Tennessee.
1: Thank you.
4: But, you know, speaking of Tennessee, they have probably zero guys getting drafted in this year's NFL draft. That was a, a second one. That was a good one. Because they
3: all work at McDonald's you know, I imagine goals. they no. have someone getting drafted. Garantano? First so round? <laughs> but not in the first He's round. transfer. Unless something crazy happens.
2: No. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we they'll probably bigger. have someone. Is Toto going, or is he still playing next year?
3: I think he's
4: transferring. Oh, is he? Wow. I mean, I feel like any decent player on that team was getting out of there.
2: We have the NFL draft coming up on Thursday. Let's
1: freaking go. It is one of the best times of the year, um, Tyler.
2: Goodell's vaccinated, so the players can hug him when they go on stage. (laughs) That was (laughs) the stupidest headline I've ever seen.
3: Yeah. uh, Austin, this is your area of expertise. Austin wrote a whole essay about his mock draft, so why don't you you tell us about Uh, it, Austin? okay. Or about the draft Uh, in general? So
1: it's going to be a quarterback fest. It's going to be absolutely insane. Quarterback, wide receiver, offensive line are basically going to be the big three positions for this year's draft. Um, The order, I think, right now is still the topic of conversation. I think the top two are relatively unanimous. After that, it's based on who decides to trade and kind of what each team has been hiding from the rest of the league that they don't really know. Uh, But I'm really interested to see how these quarterbacks end up uh, who ends up trading up? Who ends up trading back? Who ends up getting a receiver at this spot? Um, and which order the linemen go in? Because I think there's a pretty pretty steep drop off from like the first two or three linemen uh, to the rest of the the ones in the draft. So I'm I'm really excited to see how this plays out. I think this is gonna be one of the better drafts, one of the more insane ones. Last year was pretty good. Actually, last year was really good. So I have high expectations for this draft as well.
2: And both of our teams have a lot of picks in the in this draft. Yes, they do. So I mean, it could be pretty make or break for for us do a um, home
1: or, well
3: so all of us uh except for tyler <clears throat> did nfl bum. mock drafts and uh we i feel like we were gonna do a little homer edition nfl draft uh and we, we can go through what uh what we picked for our own team and what the rest of the crew thinks so since the jets
2: have the number two picked uh you want no no no. This is a na, shocker. Na, na. <laughs> I was yeah, I'm going to have to put that sound clip. No, you have to use mine. on the, the clock. Uh this is going to be it's going to be a wild one. You uh, know, I'm not going to expect this. But Zach Wilson at BYU is going to quarterback. I think that's so.
1: Zach Wilson BYU.
2: Yeah, Zach Wilson. Um I still don't know like the quarterbacks with me. I just I I never know. I was so wrong about Herbert last year and any quarterback that the Jets have gotten pretty much don't pan out, so I'm like... So I guess the question is, which quarterback
0: do you want? uh, What about that Joe Namath guy back in the day? I don't want any
2: I don't want a single quarterback here, really, because I just just don't know. Like, they're all... What if if something
0: happened? We had Teddy. (laughs) What if you're telling me you don't want any of his quarterbacks, so if uh, if, uh, Urban is just like, I'm going with my guy, and takes Justin Fields at number one, and you're sitting there, number two pick... And Trevor Lawrence is just like staring you right in the face. You're saying you don't want him.
2: I'm actually kind of glad that we didn't end up getting the number one pick because I hate Trevor Lawrence. Like he, like oh, he's yeah. just, like, I, I look at his face and I just get angry. Bias
0: aside, like rival bias aside.
2: Not really. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of okay. people talk about him being kind of overrated. Like, like I don't see him doing too well in the NFL. Like but he could you, do really well, but he's also he didn't look very good NBA in the though, fight, like in the want. playoff game.
1: There's always one. There's got to be one that you want. Like there has to be one. There's always
2: one. Zach Wilson probably. He he has the most kind of. I don't know. Like I feel like he's a little bit gimmicky. But um oh he's
1: a very like, Zach Wilson
0: 0-5
3: against teams that were actually were, that were ranked in his community. exactly
2: exactly Zach yeah.
0: Wilson is going to be such a bust Zach Wilson is is the Mitch Trubisky the Danny Dimes the guy that comes in and and you know he's like the one that everybody sees on a pro day and he makes a couple big throws and you're like he's the next big thing he's the next big thing and and you're like this dude came out of nowhere why? Why would he and, be the next? Pick and then? meanwhile, Justin
4: Fields is going to, for some reason, drop, and he, w- whatever team gets him, is going to get a star. It's
2: going to be I like think the next it's ridiculous Jackson, Jackson, that he No one wants him. him. No My one wants well, him. well, thankfully, thankfully, the Jets don't just have one pick, but they have another pick in the twenty-third. And I, I have, I have us getting Aziz Ojulari and, and, and I like Aziz <laughs> because, as as every good Columbia South Carolinian knows, Aziz Ansari is our patron saint of comedy here. So Aziz. Come on to the Jets season. I thought that was all of us
0: on the podcast.
2: This is an edge rusher from Georgia. Um, He's a guy that we need in that position. I think Matt also has that, so you know it's good, good pick there. Uh, But yeah, I think you know with Salah coming in, he's probably going to look for guys that are going to fit his new scheme and defense. You know, you got to get a new quarterback. You got to you know restart your system. And then get a guy on yeah, defense. Yeah, they definitely need a dominant sense. pass
1: rusher. And Salah's defense is all about them pass rushers. I mean, look at the 49ers, for God's sake. So I think I think that's a very smart pick to assume that he's gonna go to defense there. Yeah. Clayton?
3: All right, Panthers at number eight. So my mock draft I may have picked with my heart. May have. And my heart <laughs> is telling me that I want Oregon offensive tackle. I was about to say I, I don't, don't know if he'll
2: make
1: it. I'd, will he be no. there? Just no, um, no,
2: no
1: way. My heart is telling me yes. So, <laughs> oh boy! So what happened the to rest JC Horn? You guys
3: have mocked uh, uh, Rashawn Slater, an offensive tackle from Northwestern, who is, uh, you know, he would be a solid pickup. I think eight is a little tackle. high for him, but That's I w- really would. Boring pick. I would not be. Yeah. I would not be upset with him. It's uh, a boring Marino, pick, but uh, he, Panthers
1: are kind of in that area where they either have to trade I'm back okay with or a like, they got to protect pick. Darnold. Because I think, honestly, Darnold probably is yeah. going to be the guy. Yeah, They've yeah, got to keep yeah. him upright.
2: right. 100%.
3: Marino drafted uh, Patrick Sertain. Uh I think that would be a good pick if they were like two later because Panthers yeah. desperately need a number one cornerback right now. There's a lot of moves that the Panthers could make. I would not rule out them taking Justin Fields either if he's there. I would not rule out them trading back. There's a lot of things the Panthers can do, and it's yeah, going to be I wanted to say real quick. Outside of the
1: Falcons, out. I think the Panthers probably have the highest trade back rate, just because of where they sit and because they have needs. Yeah. But those needs are kind of, you can take those needs kind of later in the draft and still end up okay and get more ammo as a result. So I think Panthers probably have the second highest trade back rate.
3: So uh, I think that the lowest they will go is around 16. From what I've heard, that the new GM has only. Back yeah for and they trade back they would only go back to around 16 and he's because the GM has said that he's only given 16 first round grades to players so hmm. he, he only has 16 people that he has his eye on that he would take in the first round so i don't see him going any lower than You know, I do also
1: agree that if Justin Fields were to fall to them, the temptation is definitely high and I can see them just wanting to make that grab. But then I think the QB, I think the the QB room just becomes too crowded. And then the Donald trade just kind of looks awkward. Well, they're going to get rid of Teddy, but I just I, I, I don't know, like I can't imagine. Which you don't QBs need as a is a carousel. Many, like. You do
2: not need a circus there. That's what I say.
1: I think Panthers are prime trade pack trade back position. But taking Slater or if yep. Sewell fell to them is probably the best pick. I, I think. Oh, Sewell uh, fell uh, to them, then t- it's 100% worth it. I agree with Matt, but I think it's the most realistic considering the circumstances of their team right now for them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Austin? All right, I so the Dolphins. Dolphins' dream scenario. Absolutely perfect dream scenario is we're getting Kyle Pitts at six. <laughs> um, and for Miami to have traded back with the 49ers and gotten a shit ton of picks and gotten Kyle Pitts, that would literally be like build Greer a statue again because he already deserves one for the whole tonsil fiat. <laughs> so he deserves another statue for doing that. Second statue. <laughs> but um, I think it's going to be Jamar Chase. I, I want Atlanta to trade back so bad. I feel very confident um, in my mock, that Sewell is going to the Bengals. Like I, I'm willing to put good money on that. It's it's Atlanta yeah. that I don't know. They're the they're the team that I think has the number one odds of trading back, just because of how many teams need to QB. But if they decide to stay I put, I think they get Pitts, which will probably land Miami with Chase. So Miami is definitely going pass catcher. Um, they're going offense 100. We got to help two out the injuries, uh, the injury bug hurt our receivers last year, and it left two with nobody to throw to. So we're gonna. You don't think they would go
2: with a guy that they he went could, to school with? Uh, but I think, I, from what, what I understand, is just where it's like our voluntary.
1: where our grades are on these receivers. They like Chase, they like Pitts the most, but I think they like Chase a little bit more. I don't. I yeah. wouldn't be upset with Smith or Waddle, especially because they have chemistry. Just based on kind of what I've heard and seen, I think Chase is their guy. But I, I really wouldn't be happy with either yeah. one, as long as it's not like the Minnesota, as long as it's not like Bateman or somebody that shouldn't have been there uh, that early. But uh, mm-hmm. we're going we're going past catcher, so.
2: And then you have pick yeah, 18. Yeah, so we have pick 18. Well. So
1: originally, in my mock, I have us going defensive end, and I still think that's a high possibility. We don't really have an elite edge rusher by any means. Um, and Flores is a defensive guy, much like Salah. So I see him kind of getting that position of need. There's two guys in Miami from the UM, Rousseau, and um, uh, anyway, there's two defensive ends from the University of Miami that I think we're looking at. But based on the trades we've made so far, we traded Eric Flowers to the Redskins, or excuse me, to the Washington football team. And that kind of leaves us a position of need. (laughs) I can see us maybe taking a tackle, uh, an offensive tackle, a boring pick, as Matt would say.
2: Yeah, we all have edges here for a pick. I I, I see
1: us going edge because it's our second highest position of need outside of receiver. But, I mean, you got to keep our quarterback upright as well. And I think defensive end, we can steal one in the second round, so I wouldn't be too upset if we went offensive tackle. But I'm still going to give it to a defensive end.
4: Tyler, the man who has stated he does not like the NFL draft and thinks it is overhyped.
0: Yeah, I think it's I think it's overhyped and it's the most. Uh, we don't have time. This, I literally. This is the dumbest argument ever. <laughs> it's the most. This could have been an email thing in sports. Like after the first five picks, unless you have like vested interest in a specific player, there's just no point to watch. And not maybe just coming from me, who my team always picks like post twenty every year because we're good. Uh, so but, Matt. Uh, no,
1: I got a um, oh, he's got a take. Buckle up, gentlemen. Baltimore.
0: Baltimore has Baltimore has two first round picks. Um, I think we definitely go pass catcher as well. Uh, and it's just going to be hopefully the best and biggest receiver available. Uh, which I would love to have Smith from Alabama. Uh, but I think you know we've already got Hollywood Brown that can kind of play the same kind of role. Uh, so there's no need to do that. We need someone that can like go up and get the ball. Um. That's why, like, my hot take is Baltimore uses their two first-round picks, uh, trades up, and we take Kyle Pitts. Just take him right from you. <laughs> take
3: him right what? from you,
0: Austin. This is why uh,
3: Tyler doesn't like the NFL draft. He doesn't realize what? how it actually works. This isn't, works all, this isn't in Madden, time. bro. This no, is no, not right, a Madden that, that's, franchise. That's a
0: dream scenario. That's a dream scenario. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler's <laughs> yes, irrelevant when it comes to this. Matthew, why don't you wrap us up Realistically – Baltimore never does anything sexy in the draft, really, except for just, like, take somebody really, really good at their, like, projected pick. Um, So we'll probably just take, like I said, the biggest and best pass catcher that's out there uh, when we come out (laughs) for the first pick, and then uh, probably an offensive lineman to take over for... uh, Orlando um, Brown. Orlando Brown's departure.
4: Well, I'll wrap us up here with uh, the Buffalo Bills coming in at the number 30 pick. Um... What I think is going to happen is I think that it's going to be a running back, and I think it's going to be Travis Etienne. My God, I hope I'm wrong. I hope you are wrong. All three I, of you, except me, have him. I happy. hate this. I, I put it in my projection just because it's one of those, like, bet against what you want to happen, so at least you win somewhere. Like I hope I'm wrong. I would much rather who have Najee Harris. Looks
0: ETN and thinks he's a, he's a first round
1: pick. Um, he was supposed know. to be a first round pick but, last year too, but he decided to. stay the I mean, with ask, the band. ask college
2: football who were in love with him.
1: He, but uh, never if, if it's, it's not game. if it's
4: not a running back, I'm really hoping that it's a it's a high level corner. Although at 30, I I, I like the I like a lot of the top corners. I don't know at 30 if there's a guy there. Uh, well at least we have a first round draft pick this year we didn't have one last year so I'll, I'll take that uh, it'll be interesting I, I think a good linebacker maybe could be could be a situation and if we're talking tyler's dream scenarios you know bills pay their tight ends the the least amount of money in the entire NFL so Kyle Pitts Hey, that
1: would don't be take my dream. Yeah, I think honestly, I think <laughs> running back dream, is one of the it. few weaknesses of that Buffalo team. And I just I don't see Harris falling to thirty. I would love him to because if the Yeah, I don't think the Bills would pass him anyway, because I kinda want Miami to get him too. But I'm we have other pressing needs. I, I I think that's one of the few weaknesses of that offense. And so adding an elite level running back like that would would really help Allen a lot.
4: Yeah, I think the reason ETN's projected over Harris for us is because we're a pass-heavy team, and ETN's supposedly this this pass-catching back, whereas Najee's more of a a bruiser. Uh, But regardless of all that, uh, that's that's kind of who who we got. We've got our full 32 pick drafts that we'll we'll post on Thursday. Uh, See how many we get right. Last year we didn't. We maybe got like six or eight somewhere between six and eight guys right so it's pretty damn hard yeah but uh <laughs> other than that jc horn uh i think most of us are are in agreement we would love and we, we think he deserves to be the number one corner taken probably somewhere around pick number 10 to 15 uh certain patrick certain from alabama is definitely in there too so we'll it's just see what, what happens, happens when
2: you have when you're a cornerback for a, a team that wins the national championship like you're just gonna yeah. have the notoriety.
4: Yeah, Certain is an extremely good player. And so I think Horn's done in some insane things. I was hoping the Bills would be able to take him late. And then it, just everything that's happened since uh, the end of the college season, he has just rocketed up the boards. And speaking of which, Ernest Jones is another guy that's that's definitely gone up. I, I've heard him and Shy Smith are both looking at a round third round. So maybe day two. I would, When it comes to round three and, and further, I feel like yeah, you could be kind of anywhere in there up to even being an undrafted free agent. We've seen it time and time again with some South Carolina's players, but uh, Ernest Jones, Shai Smith, uh, Israel McQuamus, Darius suchers, all kind of fill in that that round three to round seven type guy. I hope all those guys get drafted. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens, but uh, definitely going to be some Gamecocks in there in the first round and uh, maybe day two and day three. So looking forward to that.
0: Yeah, and I think that pretty much wraps up the show, doesn't it? Unless uh, we yeah. have any last second takes.
2: I yeah. I mean, I I I, I don't know. It's going to be a fun draft. Next like Tuesday, for we're all going to be either really happy
1: or really bummed out, but we'll see.
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll have to go over kind of how how things went went for our teams quickly, at least for the first round or whatever. We can do some of that. Um, but yeah, I think I think the the quarterback carousel here in terms of where these guys are gonna go, we have them all over yeah. the well, place. Well right now I'm we're unanimous on one and two. Right now we've right, got Lawrence wrong. and
1: uh, Wilson going one and two. The rest after that kinda
2: Easy Easy. Up. And then yeah, after that it's crazy. So I have my theories. I know you guys do, so we'll 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 see how that goes.
0: All right. Well like I said, we'll catch you back up here next week. Uh, hopefully with uh with a big series win and some more fun things to talk about.
1: And Kyle Pitts to the Dolphins.
0: Next week's going to be weird. Next week, we really aren't going to have anything to talk about but baseball. It's going like, to get and into the offseason real draft. fast. Oh, man. Let's oh, so hope there's not any uh, good not golf Tyler. this weekend or else I'm going to be busy. <laughs> okay. And <laughs> right, see you all next week. Fins up. Later.